Sirius XM Sports Podcasts presents Mad Dog's Daily Bite with Christopher Russo. And good afternoon, everybody! The Hickey Diesel uh, will begin on Sunday, the first round of the Challenge Cup. Uh, I did go hit some balls at Shorehaven, trying to get a duck hook out of the system and maybe make a chip once in a while. And Doug Smith, uh, who has been down, you know, he's the Portland Trailblazers, uh, the Brooklyn Dodgers before 55. Doug Smith, the carpetbagger, uh, will take the uh, tee box tomorrow on one with his partner, Jerry Efron, in the event that I used to be involved with with him uh, at the uh, Shorehaven at the Governor's Cup final. And, and Doug will have some pressure on him. You know, you lose once, okay. You lose twice, eh, all right. You lose three times, you're a loser. So from that standpoint, in the finals, that is. Uh, so we shall see. Best ball. Uh, Doug has advanced, uh, Mr. Smith. Uh, and we will see. Uh, I will try to get out there to see that opening tee shot on 11. And I will give you a play-by-play live on SiriusX. Are we still doing weekend programming? Because if we are, maybe I'll pop in and say hello. Uh, and we'll give you a little update. They got the big scoreboard out there tomorrow. Uh, Smith and Efren and... And uh, Doug will have the floppy hat on. Uh, Divine will be there, too. Um, you know, and Divine's slow. He's not as slow watching as he is playing, but Mike will be there uh, giving us some analyzation. So we'll have some fun. We all like Divine's voice, so maybe we'll have some fun with that. But Doug Smith, tomorrow, big event for him. He's 63 years of age. He turns 64 soon. Not many more uh, swigs at the cup for Doug, so we shall see. Anyway, uh, let's start uh, and have some fun here uh, with, the, uh, with the Nuggets and the Heat. And a very routine game. I mean, there's nothing really nothing much to analyze. Miami could not make a basket in the first few minutes of the game. Great performance by Aaron Gordon, who got his team off to a good start. Jokic uh, was passing the ball all over the place. The Joker uh, was wild with his assists, and yeah, if he plays like that and starts dominating the ball game without putting the ball in the basket, and then that makes it awfully difficult for Denver. He only scored 27 points in the game. I didn't even know he had 27 because he dominated the ball with his passing for a good part of it. Uh, uh, you know, 57-42 at the half. Uh, Adebayo did his job. Nobody else did for Miami. And uh, Denver, you know, a little nerve. I don't want to say nerve-wracking, but a little, you know what I would say? If you had the game on and you were doing something else, you looked up for a second or two with about four or five minutes to go after a Lowry three. Cut it to nine. But other than that, and then, of course, they scored in the other end with Jeff Green. Other than that, there really wasn't much to, uh, not much to dissect. I wish I can give you a lot in game one. It did continue the pattern for the Nuggets and broke the heat pattern of winning game ones at home for Denver. And uh, now they finally have lost a game one on the road is Miami. You know, Denver now, Minnesota, Phoenix, L.A., and the uh, heat. And Miami, of course, the other direction. They went 1-1-1-1. Now they've lost after they beat the Bucks, Knicks, and Celtics. Uh, first game on the road in their three respective series, and now they lose one. Denver also is hot. They've won seven playoff games in a row. They won the last two against Phoenix, four against the Lakers, and one last night. So, I mean, that's a freight train. When you start doing that late in the postseason, it's hard to stem the tide, and Denver right now can probably see the finish line, and they're in decent shape. Miami has to win a game on Sunday night. I mean, that's all there is to it. I mean, they lose the game. They're not beating the Nuggets four out of five. Uh, Phoenix couldn't do it. 
Uh, they're not doing it. I can promise you. So if Denver, if, if Miami doesn't win that game on Sunday night, I, they'd be competitive, and they were relatively competitive last night. They didn't completely go away and, and fold. I mean, they were competitive. But in order, you know, competitive is one thing. Winning is something else, and we shall see here. I, I think they will have, uh, you know, they'll be a factor at home. Don't get me wrong. Maybe Hero provide a little offense. I mean, they shot the ball horrifically last night early in the game, and they dug themselves a huge hole. And when they do that, you know, it's hard on the road. Altitude, Denver, teams only lost seven home games all year. Jokic, throwing Murray. Hard to go out there and bounce back on the road in that situation. You find yourself down double digits early second quarter. And that's kind of what Miami found themselves in last night. Butler was a no-show. He did very little in the game. Adebayo played well. I mean, we talked about before the series began that Adebayo had to give Jokic something to think about. And Adebayo, at least in that first game, did exactly that. He had 14 rebounds. He took 25 shots, which is perfect. You know, there's that little gap, you know, that little foul line in 15-foot, 14-foot jump shot that Jokic is going to give him uh, to protect the basket. And he made a lot of them, uh, you know. And he's, uh, you know, he played really well in the game, uh, you know. And I understand everybody's making a big fuss about the fact that Miami didn't get to the free throw line. That's the least amount of free throws for any team in an NBA final. I think the Lakers in 83 shot five free throws against Philly, three for five from the line. So it's been a long time since a team was that infrequent a visitor to the charity stripe. And, you know, Miami did not get there last night. Part of it is this is the way the whistle went. And part of it is the fact that Miami just was, you know, settling for those 30-footers and, you know, boarding a win. I mean, uh, Kaylee Martin and Struess couldn't make a shot. And they made a lot of shots against the Celtics in the Eastern Conference Final. And if they're going to hoist 25-footers from depths of the corners and, uh, you know, they're not going to get offensive rebounds and go to the basket. And Miami's, as Van Gundy said last night, you know, Miami's not a very big team. You know, uh, Adebayo's thin as a rail and he's tall, but he's not bulky. I mean, you know, Gordon's a big guy. Uh, Porter's a big guy. I mean, Jankic is a moose. I mean, they are not that big, Miami, so they're not going to get a ton of offensive rebounds and that's where a lot of cases, fouls occur when you get an offensive rebound and you get hacked going back up. And they didn't get any of those. And, you know, if they're going to hoist jumpers from 23, 24, 25 feet, and they're going to do it the first quarter of an NBA final, they better go in. Because if they don't, Denver runs up to down the court, got some momentum, crowds into the game, Jokic gets going, and away we go. And Denver was not rusty. And we discussed that with Van Gundy. We discussed that with Lockery the last couple of days. Denver was not rusty at all as far as, you know, after having that long layoff. I mean, they were not, you know, they scored a lot of points in that first quarter. And it wasn't like it took them, you know, 18, 19 minutes to get their sea legs under them. They, no, no, they, they were very good uh, right out of the gate. So uh, we shall see here from this point on. There's, it's a very routine game, though. I mean, to sit there and break this game down basket by basket, you got to be Justin Termini and Eddie Johnson to do that because uh, there just wasn't a whole hell of a lot to analyze. Uh, I'm going to be honest. I mean, the rating, I got to wait to see. It looks like about 8 million, which is only. Not that great. They had 12 million there on game seven. But again, sometimes these ratings the day of or the day after can be a little deceiving. You add two or three million. So I don't have that final total from game one. Didn't appear to be that, you know, well watched. And the game wasn't that close. And, you know, it's Miami, Denver. It's not L.A., Boston. And, you know, they did have three days off. It's summertime. It's a Thursday night. I mean, who knows? You know, it's just, uh, you know, and again, you know, they're going to, fans are 
are going to, if that number is accurate, and I don't, who knows, we'll get a clarification, but that number is accurate, and then Miami goes bye-bye on Sunday night, you could say goodbye to the NBA final. I mean, if it's 2-0 going back to Miami on, with two days off going to the next Wednesday, uh, people are thinking about beaches, golf, tennis, and summertime. They're not thinking about the Heat trying to claw back in this series. And they're not thinking about that specifically down in Miami, which is not exactly a snake pit to begin with. So uh, we shall see. All eyes will be on what the Heat can do on Sunday night. So game one of the NBA final is what it is. Um, Crab was into it. It's been a long time. A lot of references to 76. There's Dan Issel uh, in the building, which is good to see. Um, you know, obviously, uh, uh, um, Silva, you know, hinted about Morant, which has gotten a lot of attention today. And I don't want to announce what this penalty is going to be until after the finals. I don't want to distract people. We have found additional or uh, what's the, you know, additional, further, whatever word you want to use, supplementary information regarding Moran. He's out for a while. I sh- he should be out for 40 games. I mean, you know, Silva's very soft, so who knows, but he should be out for half the year. I mean, I know he's trying to make a deal probably with the Players Association because the Players Association in all sports, when push comes to shove, they don't care about doing what's right. They care about getting the best deal for the player. That's what they care about. You know, if what is right and the lesson served is 40 games, Players Association Association could care less. They can sit there and tell you they care. They don't. They, they, they want to get as least games as possible for their people. And if they do that, they save their clients a lot of money. I mean, you get suspended for 40 games, you're not getting paid. You get suspended for five games, that's a lot less in a pocketbook than 40. So we And it was only seven or eight games the last time. So we'll see what Silva comes up with when this NBA final concludes. But game one last night is what it was. Jokic is great. Murray did a good job. They only scored, you know. It wasn't like they scored a ton of points. The two of them combined. What they have? 50. I think they had 27 and 23, uh, if I'm not mistaken. They only had 104 in a game, but they got a lot of extra points from Porter and Gordon. I mean, so they got, uh, you know, 14 and 12, whatever it was, maybe a little more than that. But they got some extra points from those two, which compensates a bit for the two big guys, because usually the two big guys there, they're capable of putting 70 on the board. And Miami's not going to match that. Miami's not, listen, they shoot a million threes, and they got, you know, Strews can make a three, Robin can make a three. Lowry can make a three. Obviously, Kelly Martin can make a three. Butler's not afraid necessarily to shoot a three. I mean, they got a lot of guys who can shoot threes, but, you know, they are not a great offensive team. You know, uh, they're not a great offensive team. So we shall see. Uh, and when their best player late in the game is the kid from Wheeling Division Two basketball, I mean, that's, I tell you, it's a long night for the Heat. So we shall see as that series moves along. That is your first topic on the board today. Eddie Erickson in the house as he uh, tries to track down somebody from Mary Tyler Moore. We shall see. Colin Schmeling was panicky at 248. Where is Russo? Get the machine turned on uh, up in Connecticut. Now I'm trying to work on the drive and making sure I don't duck hook it into the water for big Bob Hickey with the diesel on uh, on Sunday morning and uh, trying to set traps for Doug Smith. Remember, Doug Smith and I many a time uh, played in that Shorehaven Governor's Cup and we got to the finals twice and lost on 16 and last year on eight or two years ago on 18. And remember, if you win the uh, that kind of tournament, you are the defending champ, and only Shorehaven does this. You automatically qualify the following year as the one seed. And remember, 16 teams get in uh, after, you know, 45, 50 try to qualify, and 16 get in, and then it's match play there. So that means I won't have a partner for next year, which is a problem. Now, do I want Doug as a partner? No, but I can have some laughs with Doug once in a while. A couple of cocktails along the way. Doug's a cop. Uh, Doug, Doug's a drinker. And so from that perspective, uh, if things go bad, a couple of beers 
in a back nine, I can float on my way to my 98s. So we shall see. Anyway, I'm in a goofy mood today. It is a, a Friday. And by the way, there's a huge uh, get together at the Russo's tomorrow, celebratory uh, for mother-in-laws and graduations and then communions and everything else. And you know how that works when a lot of people are coming to your house and your missus is a wonderful hostess, but she's stressed out. And yes, Christopher Russo is in the doghouse. So we see, honey, can I play tennis on Saturday? Really? I can't? That's a problem. So we move along on a busy afternoon. Eddie freak, uh, searches hard, long and wide. Steve Torrey trying to track down Roy White for a spot at 6 o'clock tonight with the Yankees. And uh, we'll get your calls in. Want more Chris Russo? Listen to Mad Dog Unleashed weekdays from 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern on Mad Dog Sports Radio, Sirius XM Channel 82. Mad Dog's Daily Bite is part of the Sirius XM Sports Podcast Network. If you've enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcasts.